0: what's good everybody and welcome back to the podcast today is christmas day so merry christmas to you or a merry christmas to you and the reason i say a merry christmas is because i know that for a fact the majority of families the overwhelming majority of families aren't actually all that happy around each other i would say there's at least 80 percent of families aren't that happy with around each other and it's a very sad but true thing and there are millions upon millions of people who are going to show up somewhere that they won't don't want to be today They're going to go to their grandma's house, even though they hate their grandma, and all the people that show up there. They're going to go to their mama's house, even though they don't really like their mom like that. They had a terrible relationship. She was abusive, et cetera, et cetera, and they're going to show up anyway, and millions upon millions of Americans are going to be doing this today, as well as people all around the world. Today, I'm going to explain why most families aren't happy. I'm going to explain where the guilt comes from, and when I say guilt, I mean the guilt that comes from. You wanting to not go t- to see your family if that's the case for you, and also where the embarrassment comes from of saying to yourself, "It's kind of embarrassing that I don't have a family to go home to this Christmas or et cetera, et cetera and Then I'm going to talk about how these people who choose to go to see people who abuse them and didn't treat them well as a child, as an adult, wherever it was, whoever the situation is, why they are con- they are abusing themselves in a way. And then I'm going to explain the opportunity cost of going to see people you don't care about, who you don't love, you don't value in any way, shape or fashion and what you are losing out on by doing that. And with that, let's get right into it. All right. So why don't most families get along? I could talk about it at a family level, but, you know, families are made up of individuals. So we need to take stock of individual choices that people within families make and the choices that they make within their families are shockingly similar to the to the decisions they make in regards to their other relationships like friends, coworkers, etc. The overwhelming majority of people have been an unwritten policy of what cannot be said, things that can't be brought up, emotions that aren't valid. It's kind of like blasphemy laws. People have all these blasphemy laws that they inflict on their relationships. You can't talk about this, you can't talk about that. If you talk about this, I'm gonna feel this way or that way or this way, and you know what happens when you commit blasphemy? If you commit blasphemy within the church, you are excluded from the church. You'll be socially ostracized and other such things, right? And when you commit blasphemy, when someone thinks that you commit, uh, excuse me, when someone thinks that you committed blasphemy against them, and like in their personal relationships, they'll do the same thing to you. They'll just blow up their relationship or abuse you. Abuse you in some type of way. I'm not sure exactly why people do this to each other. I'm not sure why I did it in the past. But I know that having these blasphemy laws set up in your relationships is something that can guarantee that you would never have a close relationship with somebody. Because a close relationship requires vulnerability and conflict and setting people straight sometimes. And making them angry sometimes. And making them sad sometimes. And making them disappointed sometimes. It means bringing up uncomfortable truths things that happened in the past that are still bothering you, and things like that. And since people actively avoid these topics in their relationships, that means whatever the behavior is that caused the emotion of the past is going to continue on into the future. If someone has a grievance with their mother, for example, and they never bring it up to their mother because their mother has blasphemy laws, your the mom says explicitly or implicitly, don't bring this up, don't bring this up, don't bring this up, don't bring that up, don't bring that up, right? And the child feels they can't express themselves. But in order to keep the relationship with their mother, they emotionally repress themselves. And as a result, the mother keeps committing the same acts that result in the emotional repression. And in a lot of cases, it's more than just you can't say something about my hair or my nails or the house. It's something way more serious than that. It's like you cannot bring up why um, you cannot question me and your father's relationship. He was a bad man. So don't ask me about them. Don't go and see them or whatever. In a lot of cases, it's like, yeah, don't bring up that abuse. If you bring up the abuse, I will abuse you again. Whether that be physical, mental, emotional, spiritual abuse, all forms of abuse will continue as long as the victim or w- if you're an adult, you not. you're no longer a victim. But we'll say victim just for common parlance reasons. The victim of the situation, the person who is emotionally repressing, is guaranteeing that they continue to get abuse if they emotionally repress and do not bring it into conscious awareness of the abuser. Now that we have it down at the individual level, we can see this happen on the family level. And it's just all the individuals have blasphemy laws within their dealings with their family members, which result in emotional repression and the continuance of abuse. Now I want to transition to Where the guilt comes from and the embarrassment comes from The guilt that the victim in this case Feels when they say to themselves I feel guilty if I don't go see my family This year even though they abuse me Even though they won't let me talk about this and that and this and this I'll still go because I feel guilt I'll feel guilty if I don't Or they feel embarrassed if they actually decide To hey, to say it to themselves And their friends or whoever I'm not going to see my family, they were really terrible to me um, Because XYZ And I don't want to see them And they feel embarrassed about that. We're going to talk about that right now. Now, the guilt is the very, it's the easiest one of the two to handle. And it's usually not guilt that the person is feeling, the victim in this case. They're not really feeling guilt. They're just feeling anxiety about having to consciously reject their family. They know that their family members aren't all that well. They are abusive, whatever it is. But the anxiety of not pretending or, yeah, not pretending to care for them and love them like their family wants them to, is stronger than th- than their current desire to have some peace and be alone. The embarrassment is simple, but it's a little more difficult to see, especially from the outside or especially from the inside. It's hard to see from all angles, right? Now, why would somebody feel embarrassment for not having a family that they can go home to for Christmas or the holidays or the New Year or whatever it is, right? When we're talking about the families that we were born into, then the emotion of embarrassment is not valid, actually. And what I mean by valid is that all emotions are valid. It's just not, it doesn't correlate to what is logically true. Because you can only feel embarrassed about the choices that you make. Like, let's say uh, I go out and I play basketball and I talk up, talk a lot of shit. I'm saying, I'm the best guy out here and so on, so on, so on, so And I go out there and I get crossed up and I get my ankles broken and I get dunked on. And they just run up, run it up, run it up on me or something like that, right? That is the proper moment to feel embarrassment because I talked about all this stuff. And it was a voluntary situation. I voluntarily stepped on the court. I voluntarily talked my shit. And then I voluntarily got my ass gave, given to me. The family that people are born into, being your mother and your father and your uncles and your cousins, that is not a voluntary situation. You were born there. It is not your choice. And when people feel embarrassment about not having a family to go home to, when specifically when they're talking about their parents and their uncles and such, they are taking the responsibility on themselves of their family. They say to themselves, I chose my family and therefore I feel embarrassed because I chose them and they're not actually all that good of people. When I was a boy, I was pretty embarrassed at times because I grew up in a single mother household and there would be times where I see the other dads or the children of other dads and they were just so freaking different from me. They had more emotional stability and other such things and sometimes at school they would have like a father's day type of thing or some dad worship type of day right and I would feel embarrassed in those days and that was because at that time and up until recently I was seeing myself as the cause of my dad not being around which was absolutely the wrong thing but since I, I saw it that way I felt embarrassed that I would had said within myself hey this is not my fault he wasn't that great of a dude. They chose each other for vanity reasons, and that's why they split up. It has nothing to do with me. Then I wouldn't have felt, felt embarrassed, if that makes sense. And embarrassment comes from another source as well, which is the people in your environment. So, I grew up without a dad, and they have these dad events at school, right? Let's say I was the only kid in this whole school without a dad, which is definitely not the case. But let's say it was the case, right? We had this dad's day, and all the dads are there. And someone's like, Tyreek, where's your dad? And, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't have a dad. <laughs> and maybe the other kids start laughing at me or start picking on me because I have a, don't have a dad. None of this happened, by the way. I'm just using it as an example. And in this example, this hypothetical example, I could feel embarrassment because of that. And that would be coming from the other people kind of like imposing their values onto me, which is to say they believe that it is natural or normal to have your dad around and that It is a defect on the person who doesn't have a dad around, and they should feel embarrassed. And you take that onto yourself, and you adopt that embarrassment as your own, and you feel embarrassed. Sometimes the feelings we feel are actually just projections of the people around us. And embarrassment is one of those emotions that is very often a projection of the people around you. If people treat you like you're supposed to be embarrassed, you will be embarrassed, most likely. And this isn't just some theory that I have. This is uh, scientifically backed. Have you heard of the experiment? I don't know the name of it, where, like you say, you're at work, right? And you choose Bob, you and everyone else in the company or in your team. You go up to Bob, you say, hey, Bob, are you feeling all right? And Bob was like, yeah, man, I'm fine. And then no one, someone else comes up to Bob and they're like, Bob, are you okay? And then Bob's like, yeah, man, I'm all right. But it happens enough. And then Bob's, you know, all of a sudden Bob is feeling sick. He got to go to the bathroom his stomach's hurting, and the next thing you know, he's going home. And so the feelings that we have aren't always self generated. They could be rejections of the people around us. And that's something very important to know. So now that we've talked about why families aren't all that happy, where the guilt and embarrassment comes from, I want to convince you or make the argument that you are kind of um, you're kinda of abusing yourself if you stick around knowing <laughs> what the people around you have done to you. So you don't want to hang out with your family. You're not really all that close with them. They abused you. They're mean to you. Like something, right? Something that something has caused you to not want to go there. And I'm not saying it's valid or invalid, but that's the case. And you have these negative emotions associated with your family. Anytime that you show up and you pretend to be happy or not see the things that you see or know the things that you know about the past, about the future, about your family member's behavior or non-behavior, thoughts and actions, you are continuously rejecting yourself. And continuous rejection is abuse. You are neglecting yourself. Neglect is one of the most potent forms of abuse. And you, by continuously rejecting your feelings about what you know about your family, what you see about your family, you are rejecting yourself and therefore neglecting yourself. People think they can reject themselves by pretending to not know what they know or to see what they see and then go off and be a normal person (laughs) or a healthy person. But that's just not the case. You are hampering yourself yourself. Every time you do that you can like compare life to a marathon. You say life is a marathon, but then you like you cut off half your right leg, right? You cut off your tibia. You cut off your tibia and you're trying to run a, a marathon. That's kind of like what you're doing when you're continuously rejecting yourself by being in the company of the people who abuse you or have done something negative to you in the past or continue to do something negative to you in the in the present. And not only are you abusing yourself by showing up, you are allowing them to continue to, to abuse you. And this is because they aren't gonna acknowledge what they've done to you, especially on like a holiday like Christmas, because they don't want to ruffle any feathers, of course. They've abused you in the past, and they have all these blasphemy laws when dealing with you that say you cannot bring up this and that and this and this and this, whatever it is. And they will not bring it up. So they are saying to you, implicitly or explicitly, that your emotions aren't valid, you don't have any real criticisms, you have no value. And that they don't really love you because if they were actually loved you, they would bring it up. They would try to get the problem solved. But they're not doing that, so they're explicitly or implicitly telling you that you're of no value to them, but they enjoy your conformity to them in the moment. And here's the last point I'll make. There is an opportunity cost to everything that we do. I'm recording this podcast right now, so there are billions and billions of things that other things that I could be doing, but I've chosen this as a thing I'm going to focus on. And you have to think about that with all your interactions with other people, including your family, especially if you don't want to be around them. And the opportunity cost is you're going to pretend to go through the motions of Christmas or the holidays or whatever it is. You're continually, you're continually, (coughs) excuse me, you're continuing the abuse on yourself and you're allowing allowing them to continue to, to abuse you. And you're going to be emotionally repressed and hampered along your marathon of life. And since you're spending time and repressing yourself, by complying with these people, there are people that you could be around that you're not around. There are things you could be doing that you would rather be doing. And then there's a the person that you could actually become if you, like, reinserted your tibia. <laughs> you fixed your leg so you can actually run the marathon in an efficient manner. Because there is no doubt that you have internalized their voices to some extent. If people abuse you and they they don't acknowledge it, you have internalized that voice and you are likely... going to continue that even in realms where you're not dealing with your family you'll be like myself if i i'm dealing with my family and i'm not allowed to communicate like i want to i can't be honest and open and virtuous and all that good stuff i could take that i can i could apply it to this i could say nobody wants to value nobody values what i'm saying i don't have anything valuable to say they don't really care about me all this stuff and that's what a lot of people are doing they're transferring all the neglectful abusive bad relationship stuff in their families and other relationships outside of family, and they're projecting that onto themselves in every other situation of their lives and that is the biggest opportunity cost. you are hampering the person you become by continuing to be around people who abuse you, who didn't treat you well and who continue to abuse you by not acknowledging that fact that's all I got to say and hopefully you are not one of these people Hopefully you're having a Merry Christmas and enjoying your family. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I hope you got something good out of this, and I will see you in the next one. Peace out.